0: Uh, welcome to episode eleven of Small Room. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit tired from the day. Uh, I am here. So with, am I. Um, Ewan Hennessy. Um,
1: Ewan, Ewan. 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 Ewan Hennessy.
0: I've always said Ewan, bro. I don't know it's why. right
1: I, no, no, no one gets it right. It's all right.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Ewan. Just a. You guys have known him for like four years now. The, I, this is a so unprofessional. I'm so sorry. All right. Anyway, first things first. What are you famous for?
1: What am I famous for? Oh, um, geez, that's tough. Um, I don't know. It depends on, depends on how you know me. Um, FBI president. I don't know. Uh, what was a homecoming King. Um, Oh, I was on Snapchat one time. I made it on a, the national story for teachers day with Mr. Reich. Um, I, I posted a video of it was like sophomore, uh, sophomore, or junior year. I posted a video of myself, like, with Mr. Reich in the background, and I was playing um, – what's the song by Playboard Cardi? It's um, Magnolia. I was playing on the background. It was, like, for, like, National Teacher's Day, and, I, and it was just, like – and everyone was chanting, like, Mr. Reich, Mr. Reich, and made it made on the national story, and, like, I don't know how many people, like, maybe 300,000 people saw it. I don't know. It was just, it was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so people were snapping back, like, yo, I saw you on this, like, Teacher's Day national story. It was, like, so obscure, but it was really funny. So I guess some people I guess know me for that, but uh depends on how you know me. What's what stage we we cross paths. You I see, know? I
0: see. Um, I actually remember that. Um a little bit of detail for the audience. For those who you don't know, Mr. Reich is a teacher at Gables, T O K inquiry skills, AP Lit.
1: Um Great teacher. Great man.
0: Now, you forgot to mention how <laughs> Mr. Reich found out he got so mad at everyone. It was well not okay because people started calling him Mr. Wright like W R I like like I W R
1: Yeah because uh Snapchat got it wrong they they heard Wright it's not Reich. so so they um so like they spelled out like letters on their end like I didn't post anything with like with his name but um but they yeah spelled it as letter like Wright like W R I G H T
0: Instead of yeah. Mr. Reich, and then everyone yeah. just started calling him Mr. Mr. Right. Yo, what's up, Mr. Yeah, Reich? Yeah. And he was like, "I mean, I'm gonna give you guys minuses lower your grades And yeah. you guys just keep on calling me that."
1: It's pretty funny. Yeah. So good, F- good guy though. Good guy. Uh, how's yeah. FSU been? Um, it's actually been great. Uh, really can't complain. Great school. Um, met some great people. It's, I mean, it's it's how college is. I mean, it's it's busy. You know, you're there you're either there to get education or you're there just to have fun and not take it too seriously. Um, I mean, the the amount of resources that you like colleges have any, any state school or any, any school, there's so many resources, resources for you to like, you know, do well to whether clubs, um, uh, Oh my gosh. I mean, sports to go to like, uh, intramurals and it's plenty of opportunity to do well. So, um, tons of flexibility, but you also still got to, you know, on your a-game um no but i really like fsu because good people up there um I'm, I'm surprised i i get along best with the people from south florida you know if i meet someone from like miami or or broward say hey, where'd you go to school like oh who do you know so it's kind of funny it's a it's a it's a small world up there still even though there's like 40,000 people on campus but um i you, you still find a way to to meet people you know so no but i really love it up there i, I I'd have done well at any school that I, that I uh, that I chose to go to, but I really like it. So,
0: and you mentioned all the things you could do at FSU. Um, you know, before quarantine started, you know, your first year and a half, two years there. Um, yeah. What exactly clubs did you do participate in? Any?
1: Sure, sure. Oh, tons. Yeah. Um, I was probably the busiest, maybe the most involved kid I knew. I probably, um, I, I started researching like. Uh, I started researching clubs and things, organizations, like, before I even got there, like, to see, like, you know, what is there that I could join. Um, uh, I found one, it was like a, it was like a professional club or organization that prepared students for careers in investment banking. Um, and, then, you know, they tell you, like, how to network and how to, you know, how to find people through LinkedIn and, you know, how to get your resume right and, you know, just, um, like technical interview questions, behavioral interview questions that you need to know, like how to go about that recruiting process, crazy stuff. And I spent like all the freshman year trying to, you know, see what I wanted to do. And I ultimately decided like, I don't want to do investment banking because that's not the kind of lifestyle I want. I didn't care about the money as much because people go into it for the money usually. Um, Because you're making six figures straight out of college, which I'll make that eventually. But um, anyway, but to get back on track uh yeah i joined like that society i joined another finance club economics club Um, i did intramural football which is fine um trying to think what else i did um but i mean to join like a salsa dancing club i thought that'd be pretty fun um but there's there's so much i mean there's there's literally something for everybody like and, and and i just say like you know do it like if it's there like do it screw it like at the end of the day it'll, you'll come down to like you maybe have time for two or three clubs maybe um but it's there's, there's plenty of stuff to do there so i, I focus more on like the professional ones um you know there are tons of ones that are fun and you know, there's like a surfing club um they throw a lot of parties um yeah there's like plenty of random clubs but yeah i focus more on like the finance stuff but it's always good to branch out do what you love so uh,
0: so, uh, th- no, go, go right ahead. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: no. And, oh, also, um, I joined, like, a, lo- a lot of schools will have, uh, it's it's a division of Campus Recreation. It's called Outdoor Pursuits. And so, like, we'll take students on camping trips to, like, the southeast. So, uh, you know, you can, you know, you pay a fee, and then they provide all the gear. And then you go on, like, a backpacking trip to, like, the Smoky Mountains for a weekend. And it's so cool. And then, so, like, that's pretty much exactly what I had been doing like as a Boy Scout before, you know, I got to college. So I was like, this is right up my alley. I love camping and backpacking. So let me join this. And then, you know, you just pay the money and then, you know, you go on this cool trip. So you go to Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, all over Florida, you know. So it was really, really cool. And then I actually work there as a trip leader now. So I'm pretty much getting paid to go backpacking, um, which is fine by me. So um, yeah, I've done some pretty cool stuff like snorkeling and, you know, canoeing and it, it's fun. So there's plenty of stuff for everyone, but that, that's another, that's another big thing that I do now since it's like my job.
0: Uh, you mentioned investing. Um, did you switch your major based on that epiphany that, Oh, I, you know, like investing banking, isn't really my thing or are you? I yeah,
1: I kind of did actually. So, so I was a finance major to start out. And, and, and I was one of those guys that said like, I'm never switching my major. Like it, like if, in my mind, I thought like if you switch your major, like, you don't have your shit together. Like you don't know what you're doing, but I quickly ate those words, I guess last summer, 2019. Um, I really kind of decided, uh, and I spoke to some professionals in um, that work in corporate finance, which is different from investment banking. Um, like if you like, they'll work at a, uh, so like JP Morgan or the like Goldman Sachs, but I uh, talked talk to some guys that work in corporate finance. finances, so, say you work on the, in the finance side of like, Um, I don't know, Google or Facebook or Netflix or whatever, right? Um, There's always going to be a finance department. So like, that's what I would want to do. And they told me like, it's way better to to have a CPA, you know, certified public accountant. Uh, It's way better to have that. Um, You'll be much more sought out out after or whatever. Um, You know, if you have like an accounting background. So I figured, well, to have my CPA, I would need to be an accounting major and I would need to have an, an accounting master's. So uh, I just first day of school, sophomore year, I went to the, to the office, the College of Business. Uh, what do you call them? The advisors and I, and I changed my major. So, so I'm an accounting major now um, and I'll be doing the masters in accounting. So I know this is boring, a lot of people talking about finance and accounting, but, but that, that was my reasoning and I needed the CPA. And um, so, I, so I had to switch my major pretty much, but I love accounting. So that's my passion, I guess.
0: I'm kind of ignorant on what a CPA
1: is. Um it's uh, fine. It, no 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 one really knows. Like it it's pretty much just a license to 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 practice accounting in a state. So just think of it like a like a law degree, you know? Like a JD, right? Um yeah, yeah, if you have that then, you know, you can practice law in the state of Florida. Same thing. Like, you know, you have to sit for there's four tests, pass those, and then you can work in public accounting, which is you know if you work for like a big accounting firm but I mean I'm not going to do that but uh, I'll still have the designation so why not right
0: um I have a question sure so as you know on the 4th of July <laughs> at like eight thirty p.m Kanye tweets I'm running for president
1: uh how do you yeah
0: what do you think of? what do you think about that
1: I I think uh, I don't usually comment on this, like these kinds of things, but I I I do think it needs to be said that uh, it's just a distraction. You know, it's a big kind of like, not like he, he like not like he meant it to be a PR stunt. Um, I don't think Kanye usually thinks about the consequences for his actions. Um, And what he says can be interpreted like, you know, down the line. And so Uh, I hope people don't vote because that will take away votes from both candidates. And I know people will vote because they think, what the heck, he's not going to win. Why not vote for him to be funny anyway? You know, whatever. But if enough people do that, then that's enough votes lost for both candidates. I don't care who you're voting for, but um, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I mean, you you really have to be realistic. I mean, it's either Trump or, or Biden going to be in the in the office at the end of the day so you really have to pick one or the other I, to write in a vote or to vote kanye is like it's a waste of a vote so uh, that that's my opinion but uh, some people might disagree but whatever that's All fine right.
0: i personally have looked at this a million different ways and i've come to this conclusion um there are two possibilities right one of them is you disagree with this notion, but I think this is one of the possibilities that Kanye is doing this as a PR stunt for his new okay. album Country of God or God's Country, something mm-hmm. of that name. Um, he's doing it as a publicity stunt so people talk about him for a week and then he doesn't ever file and then he just releases the album and, and that gives him promotion. Now, the other mm-hmm. possibility in my mind is Kanye really believes that he can win. He thinks he can win, and he's gonna go up against Trump, and he's gonna go up against Biden. I mean, there's a part of me that wants that second part to be true, that he's gonna run and he's gonna get his name on all the ballots in all the states where he can, right?
1: And what, 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 um, what issues do you think he would support? You know, he there's he doesn't have a, a base. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a party, right? Does he? I mean, Is he independent or? He, independent. Mean, it's, so, it's so easy to say, oh, I'll be independent. And, you know, you don't have any like formal, you know, formal beliefs, you know? Like, like what, what would he, what would he fight for, you know? All right.
0: Uh, just to give you an, an idea of Kanye. One hand, he says in 2004, 2005, right after Katrina, George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. I remember that. And then the other part is wearing the MAGA hat. Now, I've seen Kanye talk about and participate in a number of issues over the years. Um, generally, it's some things like mental health reform, you know, opening up more mental health centers, more, right. dr- more drug rehabilitation centers, um, decriminalizing drugs, legalizing marijuana. Other things like defunding the police, which, which basically means just re- out, reallocating resources to... Of, of the police budget to education and mental health institutes. Right. And then some things that I don't agree with, like, um, he's against abortion, which... Right. Alright. Yeah. That's what I've got fr- from the issue so far. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie to you, if Kanye makes it onto the ballot, I will vote for Kanye West in Florida. He has, by the time this comes out, he has seven days. The deadline is July 15th. 12 p.m. and he needs to get 133 signatures but the thing is he can get them online. So as long as somebody puts in their voter information and signs online, petitions are online specifically in this state.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So if he can make it onto the ballot, I will vote for him.
1: That's bold. That's bold. (laughs) I'll give you that.
0: Okay, but if he doesn't make it onto the ballot or if, if this is just a PR stunt, I will vote for Joe Biden.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> don't don't want to anger any listeners. I don't, I don't know how your your listeners side, but I mean I'm with you on that. I'm I'm voting Biden, but um, I'm waiting to see who he picks as a VP. I don't know, we'll see about that. Well, well,
0: who do you think he's going to pick as VP?
1: That's a good question. I I don't know. I I was hoping Elizabeth Warren, but I, I really don't know at this point. I really don't know.
0: I think it's either going to be Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris.
1: She did call him a racist, though. <laughs> I, yeah, that's kind of hard to take back.
0: Yeah, but you I don't know? think Joe Biden's like, like the kind of guy to remember anything. <laughs>
1: uh, uh I wouldn't forget that, even even if I was senile. But I, I don't know if it would look good on her part. You know, it's her like kind of her going back on her. I mean, she already went back word, right? on her
0: word. Yeah, she did already, though. Like, oh, she, she did. Ar- yeah, she endorsed oh, okay. Joe Biden like shortly after he, he got all those victories
1: on oh, okay. Super Tuesday. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So the reason why Man. I
0: I personally think it's it's either going to be Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris was, okay, so before all the George Floyd stuff happened, I thought it was either going to be Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar.
1: And it was oh, looking that, like, that didn't go well <laughs> Not for her. Do you know what happened? I know what happened. <laughs> yeah, for she those, has no shot now.
0: For those of you who don't know what happened, basically, Amy Klobuchar was gonna be the VP until the cop who killed George Floyd, uh, Derek Chauvin. um, He was in Minneapolis at the time. Amy Klobuchar was district of Minneapolis in 2006. Derek Chauvin did the same thing he did to George Floyd, but to a Native American, the, the case went onto Amy Klobuchar's desk, and she said, nope, I'm not gonna prosecute. And you know, this happens, across the country but to think amy klobuchar could have done could have prevented the death of george floyd by doing the basic standards of accountability against cops who abuse power right.
1: and once yeah. everyone
0: found that out we were all like game over
1: yeah you, you can't come back from that that's that's inexcusable
0: that honestly is very inexcusable and i don't know if you heard but she did the whole oh i'm withdrawing thing but like Oh,
1: the, that's I mean that's just to save face, you know. She she had to say that, you know.
0: So. No, because I think what happened originally was Joe Biden promised her VP, but then after that whole thing came out, Joe Biden was like, nah,
1: you're oh, not. There's getting no it. way. No, no, there's there's no coming back from it. It's Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's bad.
0: So. Yeah, we you can go on national T V to save face, but
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean every, everyone knows. It's they're required to because, you know, the they're, they're people who run the you know the station tell them, or you know their advisors tell them they have to say it. But I mean, the public know usually knows what what's really up. But yeah, you know, so so we'll see. We'll see who he chooses as a VP. Yeah. But,
0: and Elizabeth Warren. I'm gonna conclude this point. Mm-hmm. I still think she's in play to like sort of as a unity card move.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. I I can see that. Yeah, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. <laughs> Not to bring my my own beliefs in, but yeah, I think she she would be good for the role. I think. Right. Very experienced. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, so what do you think is going to happen to the economy?
1: Um, <laughs> boy, I don't know. At the at the rate that Americans are, are going at, um, I mean, of of course, they will rebound relatively quickly. Uh, jobs, you know, will come back. Um, it, it's not like it's not like a two thousand eight thing when we were like severely economically depressed because of, you know, the actual like financial system was down. um, And people really lost their jobs legitimately. It wasn't like they were just furloughed, you know. So jobs will come back. um, Relatively quickly, assuming, you know, we actually get number, you know, case numbers down. Um, But it, it really comes down to how responsible Americans are gonna be you know in in major cities and uh places where it's sunny and and nice like Florida and and Texas and California you know the, those kinds of places that are also very po- you know populated so it really comes down to you know how Americans are going to go about it so i don't know i don't know how Americans are going to going to go I mean, yeah. we're already not doing we're not doing too hot in Florida so but
0: yeah or i or like a few weeks away from like all our ICU beds being completely taken out. I know.
1: Off. Yeah. That's I, that's concerning.
0: I think we're 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 already the next we're already like the new New York.
1: Oh I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as far as like the stock market goes, I mean that's just moves with people's uh just their comfort and their, their trust in the markets. You know, if it if it's low they'll buy, you know, if it's it's higher they might sell off. It it's uh it's not a, not a great indicator of how well the recovery is going, I wouldn't say. Um, just people t- taking advantage of, you know, gains and losses. But um, I think the economy will, will recover relatively quickly when it comes time for us to, when we actually have the chance, I guess. So, But who knows when that will be, when the vaccine comes out probably, but we'll see.
0: I still think that even once the vaccine comes out, like there's gonna be certain industries that are still gonna be hurting from this. There's gonna be oh, certainly, in my, in my opinion, like a twenty to forty percent of the population that just withholds from from going out. Like, who's gonna want to go on a cruise
1: after? Oh all yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Not for a long time. Not not until there's uh, probably not until there's a vaccine. You know, um, those those kinds of. I mean, the flights are pretty quick. You know, even the longest flight is maybe 13 hours, 13, 15 hours, you know, but I mean, a cruise multi-day, it's, it's a lot of time to be exposed and a lot of, a lot of moving around. So yeah, not until there's a vaccine. I I think people will, the the cruise industry will recover. Then people will have some comfort like, Oh, okay. At least there's a vaccine that I can get, but until then, not looking good for them.
0: Uh, You mentioned earlier how. Like the stock market isn't necessarily the the best indicator of recovery um, right what makes you feel that way or makes you think that way
1: Well, I mean it just comes down to you know if, if, if you see you know if you if the markets are trading you know at an all- time high but you know that a second wave is coming, you might sell because because you know that you know the stocks are going to dip. The market's going to dip when the second wave comes because that, I mean, that's just one affects the other. Right. Um, companies don't do as well so, you know, people lose, um, can't think of the word, but, um, yeah, lose trust, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not the best indicator. It's not, a, it's not an exact science. It's just people's faith. That's, that's what I was thinking of people's faith in, in the economy. But, um, I mean, if recovery is going well, then markets will probably do better. People will be buying more, you know, people will be yeah, spending more pretty much, but I mean, people aren't spending as much now than they have, you know, before COVID. So no, not doing, it's too hot, but yeah. And especially now with uh, a lot of companies pulling their advertisements from platforms like Facebook. I mean, that had to do with, you know, Black Lives Matter protests and, you know, racial injustice and stuff like that. Um. Like, I know, like, Patagonia, North Face, a ton of companies, they pulled their advertisements from Facebook. So, I mean, the market took a dive with a lot of companies doing that. So, it's it's all over. There's no way to predict it. No one knows the market perfectly.
0: Wait, why did they pull down their ads from Facebook?
1: Um, I think it's because Facebook wasn't doing the best job of, like, vetting. um, Not necessarily, like, fake news, but Facebook wasn't vetting – Certain platforms from like sharing their opinion. I, I wasn't sure exactly what it was, but um, yeah, it was, yeah, I, I can't exactly say what it was, but um, yeah, platforms like Facebook weren't. Okay, doing I, job, I, guess. I think
0: I know what you're talking about now. It was the censorship, not only dealing with fake political advertisements, yeah, which something gave like that, false yeah. information, but also just sort of like what's sort of considered hate speech,
1: right? I, I think it was something along those lines.
0: I like Facebook's approach in that they say we are the middleman unless it's a very extreme case like doxing um, or death threats. We're just the middleman and we're not going to pull anything down unless it's inappropriate or graphic.
1: Right.
0: Right. And personally, I think they're doing it partially for political reasons in that the large people who are on Facebook are conservatives who, who enjoy that, like not fake news, but like, enjoy like unfiltered news whereas whereas on twitter it's filled with more like left-wing users who um who prefer like censoring like content that isn't as fringe as like let's say explicit death threats but something like alex jones
1: okay Um, yeah yeah sure 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 right yeah i i get that i get that yeah and the companies that we're pulling their advertisements are pretty liberal. I mean, Patagonia is very liberal, you know, um, they, they donate heavily to environmental organizations and so is the most face, I think, but uh, Patagonia is the only one that stuck out to me, but, um, that by Patagonia, but, um, yeah, just things like that. they very, very liberal companies typically, but, but you know, they do what they want and I support it. So.
0: Okay. You know what bothers me about these companies though? Like, like when they do, when they do, like the the symbolism and and the grandstanding, and most of the time, I agree with the messaging that um that what do you call it? They like the the are spreading, like Black Lives Matter and Gay Rights. I one hundred percent agree. With oh, that message. But right, I f- right. I feel like they're co opting the movement.
1: Like, oh, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing like, I, ever, no nobody wants to be the only racist in the room, you know, like. You'll say whatever you have to be to, to say. Oh, I'm not racist. Well, look what I'm doing to to support the cause, you know, um, and 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 the, and the actions that they have to do is, you know, they sell like pride merchandise. You know, I remember Banana Republic. They'll sell, you know, rainbow t-shirts, things like that. So uh, all the companies, it's it's just society, you know. It's society forces them to. Oh, because our competitor is, we also have to. You know, I'm sure you know maybe the executives you know they they might support um you know pride month that's great you know um but it might also just be you know like a pr stunt you know unfortunately but um, i mean if it's out there it's better to have it out there than to not have it at all i think so you know we it's better to have these companies saying you know we support these causes than to not say anything and even if they do even if they do support it so um yeah, it's it's just capitalism, you know? It, they'll do whatever they have to do to sell merchandise. That's, that, that's how it is.
0: In that sense, I'm um, I mean, you're right, though. Like, I'd rather have a company, like, I'd rather have a company that, like, says they support Black Lives Matter and supports um, gay groups and, like, n- not say anything or, even worse, actively right. propose the wrong side.
1: Exactly. Of it.
0: But at the same time, it kind of bothers me that a company like Nike will say Black Lives Matter but then they'll but then they'll take their sweatshops and they'll just enslave people of color, paying them like starvation and slave wages.
1: Yeah. Well when you put it like that, it makes you not want to buy from Nike, yeah. But um I but it's mean, not just e- Nike. Even even that, that's just uh I mean all right, so I, I've been in the college of business for <laughs> a couple of years, so when you get into your major, you kind of not like brainwashed, you know. You haven't choked the Kool-Aid, but you start to think in ways that are, as a professional in your major would, which is what you should do. You're going to school, you know. I'm going to school for accounting, so I should start to think like an accountant, right? It makes sense. That's what I'm paying for, right? So I have kind of adopted the more like free trade approach. I used to not have so much of a, an opinion on it, but you know, once you take uh, college-level economics. By the way high school economics did not learn a single thing i'm sorry mr cipriani i didn't learn a damn thing but when i got to you know macroeconomics and microeconomics in college then i learned something and then you start to think well free trade is much better you know if we can afford to charge less you know for if we're gonna if we can operate at you know less cost let's do that and you know it, I mean, you're helping the other country because you know you're you're giving them jobs but I do think you know I don't like slave labor. You know we should definitely be paying them livable wages. You know overseas, um, but it it just would be impossible to sell or to produce everything in the United States. It, we would have to charge way too much. We wouldn't be able to hire as many workers. It's just simple macroeconomics, but um, supply and demand. So you either pay more and you hire fewer people, or you pay less and you hire more people. So that, that that's that's how it is. Um, I I do think we should charge, you know, we should pay them more overseas, but um, I don't have any problem with outsourcing labor just because, you know, that's how they keep costs down and, and the ticket price, you know, low enough. So if they produce here, then, and if they paid them livable wages, you'd be paying like twice, maybe three times more for a Nike t-shirt, right? That's just macroeconomic. So, but that's, (laughs)
0: And what do you say to the people who, one, advocate for, all right, if we just keep our jobs here, although we'd be paying two, three, maybe four or five times as much as we normally would, we know that these jobs would be good-paying jobs that hire hundreds of thousands to millions of people, or vice versa, the same thing to, let's say, you pay somebody overseas a livable wage by their standards in their country. Um, like, like, what do you say to to those who are like, who 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 are like all right the cost of free trade the price for for getting things so cheaply and so conveniently is too high when you look at the number of people who either lose their jobs due to free trade or the number of people who aren't being paid enough
1: okay so 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 what do i say to the people who would favor um having more jobs in the United States is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, it's tough. See, because politicians will say they'll sell you on the whole jobs thing, right? Like, Oh, we're bringing back jobs. We want to create jobs. Look, it, if you can produce more efficiently, you should do that and efficiently at a lower cost. It, it, it doesn't make sense to because if you're producing Say you, you produce for five dollars in, in China, but ten dollars here. You can't hire as many people. You're not getting it done. You're not getting a job done better. Uh, it's just it's burning money. Is pretty much what it is. I mean, and and then the goal of an economy is not to be is not to create jobs because jobs will be created through you know improvements in technology. I mean, there are jobs that were that we had that are you know no longer in existence, right? I'm I'm trying to think of. Oh, uh, what are what are some old jobs that they had in the fifties? I don't know. I mean, the person at the gas pump. I, you know, I mean, things like that. Like that's a very minor example, but uh, there, but there are tons of jobs like that horse, used to be like here. Like
0: horse, rider, like somebody who like
1: right, yeah. Or, or there, there used to be a market for horse riding carriages, but now there's no longer a market for horse riding carriages, right? Yeah. Because we have cars. Why? So why would we? Uh, why would you focus so much time and attention on horse riding carriages when no one's going to buy? So the economy adapts. It sucks that someone loses the job and an industry dies, but new industry is born and older industry, you know, moves to the past. That's how it is. It's so you really have to just embrace new technology and new industry. It's it's really how it is. So if you're holding on to jobs, then you're holding on to the past, and you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, you have to hold on to the future and technological improvements. You can't just say, "Oh, we're bringing back jobs." The jobs isn't what matters. It'd be the efficiency and the development of the economy. I mean, Really, because, I mean, a lot of the industries that are going on today might not necessarily be alive in the future. So it's to hold on to them now and to fight for them now doesn't make any sense.
0: Um, I agree. And honestly, I used to be of the belief that, all right, if we just bring back the jobs or if we just do these tariffs and we just stop doing trade with China and all these other countries, unless it's for something that we can absolutely not produce here, in the US or we don't have components to produce said product in the United States. So why don't we just bring back all the jobs and what you were talking about that's why I sort of went away from that belief with what you were saying. But on top of that there needs to sort of be a way to protect workers and sort of help out workers without trying to cling on to the past. And the person who sort of changed my mind on this was presidential candidate Andrew Yang he had basically what he called a freedom dividend, which is if you're a citizen over the age of 18, you get $1,000 a month, a universal basic income, a floor for where capitalism doesn't start at zero. And where we get the funding for the UBI, the UBI, once again, is for basic necessities, like let's say fixing your car or purchasing something, like purchasing clothes, no strings attached. And the way Andrew Yang funds it is he does this thing called a value-added tax, which taxes the profits of Amazon from products they sell at ten percent, and other companies who either outsource or automate jobs.
1: That's 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 a really tough argument. I mean, that's it's pulling money from precarious, you know, sources and then allocating yeah. elsewhere. It's. I, I wouldn't say that it's a fair way to distribute income, even if you think, you know, the amount of wealth that Amazon has, which they do a crazy amount and Jeff Bezos as well. I, I think he needs to be paying more in taxes, but um, it, it's big picture and long-term. I, I don't think that that's a, a sustainable way to go about, you know, doing it. Yeah. It's easy to pull, you know, $10 from a billionaire's wallet, but it doesn't here's, make it right. Here's the, th-
0: here's the thing though, that billionaire, Is using these more efficient methods, which like you say, and like I agree with, are better for the economy, better for profits, and better for overall productivity and growth, which is why you don't want to get rid of the the mechanisms. But with the UBI, what it's saying is for those who get left behind from those changes, like automation, you you help them out in that you give them a UBI. And that we're all a part of this economy and we're all a part of this society Society, and we're all a part of these changes. So we should benefit from these changes other than, let's say, getting things cheaper. Because the only people who truly benefit from that are those who can afford the product. But what about those who don't have a job? Which is why the UBI is there to sort of... To, to sort yeah, have I to mean, it,
1: it, it, it can also... It's tough. It, it's a double-edged sword, you know? It's not to be perfect because you, know, you, you think of how many people would be disincentivized, you know, to work. Like if he received a thousand dollars a month, would you want to work? Why waste your time to work, you know, 20 hours a week where you pull in, I don't know, hundred bucks a week, right? hundred, 150, 200 bucks a week. Why uh, why would you want to work if you're making a thousand anyway? You know, what's an extra 200, 300, 400, right? So it's, I mean, if you're a college student, freshman, sophomore, even junior, you know, like, why would you want to work if you knew you're going to be making a thousand a month? So uh, that might contribute to like, lack of talent in the workforce. Um, you know, not as many prepared candidates for the workforce. It's, uh, capitalism does a pretty good job of weeding out the good candidates and the bad. Now there is favoritism, obviously, you know, if, if your uncle's, uh, director of some company, you know, it's easier to get a job there, but, um, uh, it, it's, it's harder to, to get a talented workforce, I think, if, if you provide that basic income, you know, because some people might not deserve it. I don't know the, I don't know the, the specifics of, like, who is, who is going to receive and who is not. I don't know. Right. It,
0: and but, part of the UBI is that um, those who are incarcerated or those who commit crimes don't get the UBI until they, until they get out of jail. And Mm -hmm. so the whole point, part of the UBI is it gives people an incentive to not commit crimes because they're going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to lose out on $1,000 a month or I don't need to, I don't need to do this crime to get money because I Mm -hmm. have this, I have a ceiling. Now, not every criminal thinks like that.
1: Yeah, it's hard. The the thing with people is that people aren't going to think long term. They're not going to think. People are generally very short sighted. You know, they're they're only thinking of, oh, what's the benefit of committing this crime? You know, is it stealing? Is it, you know, hurting someone, right? They're not thinking, oh, if I commit this crime, then I will lose out on my universal basic income. People aren't going to think like that. Um, They're going to think very short-sighted. Oh, my instant gratification. I'm going to commit this crime. I'm going to steal this $100 from this guy. I'm going to shoot this person, whatever whatever it is. I don't know. But um, I I don't see many criminals... uh, and who knows what the crime is some people you know, a lot of people don't deserve to be in you know, jail but um, they're not thinking long term I wouldn't I would imagine because people don't think long term anyway for for the most part so it, it's hard it's hard to say it's hard to say like, oh if we had this universal basic income how would people act you know yeah it, it would it, have to be like a status quo like super ingrained in our society like oh I'll lose only a thousand but yeah and, it's hard to say
0: and back to what you were saying, it's, it is sort of hard to truly be certain of how people act. And that goes back to what you're saying, oh, it would disincentivize work. There was actually a study that came out which looked at people who got U, UBI and it didn't really disincentivize them from working because the mentality isn't, oh, I, had now, I now have this extra money, so I don't need to work. Because truly just $1,000 is more supplemental than it is anything, but it also sort of acts like a floor. So think of, like, if somebody is making, like, 1500 and they get the extra 1000 it's like, all right, I go from now, I now go from I'm in poverty to, to I'm sort of lower middle class, but I, I can now, I have more money to to spend on things that I need.
1: I, I would love for everyone to think that way. I, unfortunately, have a very pessimistic view of people, and, and I think that they would just spend that money, you know, it, the economy, the GDP would improve because people would be buying so many more goods. They think, well, I have $1,000. I'm going to buy the new Yeezys. You know, they're not, going to, they're not going to be putting that money into a Roth IRA, you know, retirement account. They're not going to be putting the money in the stock market. They'll be spending it, especially younger people. Um, they're not going to be smart with their money because people don't know how to be smart with their money, you know, by and large. So it's, it, it's a tough thing. It, it's one of those things that, you, you have to learn how you have to learn what it means to waste money. And then you have to learn what it means to save money and, and to put money into a, a retirement account. So they're going to only appreciate over time. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's weeding out the ones that are weaker. And then the ones that are stronger Natural
0: selection,
1: natural selection. It, it's, and that's what capitalism is. So it's like, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It'd be nice to have a thousand dollars, but you think of, If you have a pessimistic view of people, then it's pretty safe to say that, or pretty easy to assume that people are just going to waste it.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, though, those who will need it and those who will use it to to buy basic things will buy for basic things, and I will. I hope so. I hope so. And young people who young people are like, I'm I'm," like, will spend it on things they don't necessarily need, but things they want, like you say, the Yeezys. Right. Uh, But but either way it goes into stimulating the economy but now you
1: which speak- which is which isn't even perfect because gdp is not perfect you know it, even if gdp is doing well that's just a measure of how much people are buying you know gdp is the accumulation of brand 100. new goods that you know that that are bought it, it's not a it's not perfect i mean it's just it's what we have it's one of the ways that we measure the health of the economy how much people are spending um, it doesn't tell you what people are buying, who's buying it. It just just a dollar figure of like this is GDP. Um, it's not perfect, but it's what we have. So it's so yeah, GDP will be great, you know, if you want to judge the economy like that. But it, it the the income gap might be, you know. So it's it's you never know.
0: Speaking of natural selection, what do you think about the people who? Uh... Who are going out to restaurants and gyms and movie theaters?
1: <laughs> man, it, it's emb- it's embarrassing. It, it, it is embarrassing. As an American, man, it's I don't I don't understand gyms. I would I wouldn't step foot in the gym for months. I mean, I'll lose thirty pounds before I step foot in the gym and you know get coronavirus. Like, and dining dining eating that's not smart either movie theaters, that's not smart, like, those things are so hard to sanitize, all those surfaces, I mean, like, that, all you do is just touch surfaces in in all those environments, so, like, yeah, but, I mean, you you heard about the Lord's Westminster party that that happened not too long ago, and, like, 17 girls or some people got sick, I mean, come on, what do you got to expect from a Lord's Westminster party, of course, like, when I heard it was those schools, I was like, well, what other school would it be, right, so, it's, unbelievable oh, was
0: that the same school as, like whoever gets coronavirus first wins
1: <laughs> i think that i think that was in alabama i i think i'm of not course, sure. of don't course of qu- course don't was don't don't quote me but I, I don't know if it was florida i i could see a florida doing that but i mean man
0: Here's the thing florida as a collective state is stupid but i think the universities like uf and fsu like the people in those universities are significantly smarter than the average population of florida
1: smarter than average. I would, yes, I would agree with that. Smarter than average. There are, I'm a proud Seminole, but there are some very stupid people that I know that go to school. You know, there are some very stupid people at FSU. There's some very stupid people at UF. There's stupid people everywhere, you know, probably even stupid people at Harvard, right? Um, it, so yeah, there, it's not going to be perfect. You know, I would imagine that People in Tallahassee and Gainesville would be smarter. People in cities generally are, but it's, it's also, you know, cities are more robust and there's a lot more movement and it's easier for it to move between people in big cities, but I don't know. It's too many factors, almost too many factors, so. But if we had contact tracing, that'd be great. But our governor doesn't exactly like contact tracing, which is ridiculous. But
0: oh, I know what contact tracing is. That's when that's when somebody gets corona, and you ask, "Oh, who are all the people you've been around for the exactly, last two exactly exactly and, and they it's... get tested.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's other countries like Australia nailed that. You know, like they've been doing great. It's 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 pretty it's pretty sad the way we're going right now. But
0: all right, do you think... we are. Do you think that this is going to hurt Ron DeSantis in the long term, like his response to COVID?
1: I haven't thought of that, actually. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> who knows? But I don't know, man. It's, right. it's hard to say.
0: Now, I've made this analogy of Ron DeSantis, and I think it's so poignant. I have not seen anyone else make it. But it's like, you know George. who George Wallace is, right? He was this racist governor of Alabama back in the early 60s, who said segregation now, segregation today, segregation tomorrow. And part of his legacy is, yes, how he, yeah. is, how I, he, is how he was remembered for his handling of segregation in Alabama, where he tried to prevent integration, and how he handled the protests in Selma. I basically say right. that Ron DeSantis' response to COVID will be remembered in the history books the same way that George Wallace's response to the Civil Rights Movement was.
1: Interesting, yeah, could, could happen. Could happen. Only, only his, only time will tell. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like
0: a meta game I played in my mind, but I, I just think it's so poignant because, dude, like not even that long ago, two months ago, we were, we were like one of the lower end states for our population being so big. Like, at worst, we were getting, like, 500, 600 cases a day. And that's bad. But compare that to New York's peak around the same time. It was, like, we were getting 10,000, 9,000, 11,000 cases within, within those same days. And Ron Santos just kept on bragging, kept on bragging. He was, like, what happened? I thought we were going to be like New York. I thought we were going to be like New York. And then a few weeks later, once he starts reopening everything willy-nilly, we're exactly like New York.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have the smartest people in Florida. I mean, you know, Florida man, I mean, that's a thing. So it's like, what do you expect from our citizens, right? But Oh,
0: dude, did you see that you know. new video, bro? Of that guy in, in Costco in Fort Myers?
1: No, I didn't. What was it?
0: Bro, I got to pull it up. Like, words cannot describe to you how ridiculous this video is it's basically your typical Karen video where um where this guy um where this where this guy is in Costco and he's not wearing a mask and he's being asked excuse me sir can you just put on your mask and he um and sorry that's the video and he just like keeps on like ignoring and he gets like all right I'm gonna pull up the screen right now Mm. so you you can see share you see that
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I see I see it. Yeah. Oh jeez. Man, how do you get that mad in a Costco? You know, jeez.
0: Uh, Costco gives good, good vibes, and oh, all this man oh, had to man. do. You know, somebody made a very funny joke on Twitter. It's not funny because that guy looks like he has genuine anger issues, but somebody's like, if this, can we, can somebody look up if this, this is the joke. Can somebody look up if if this guy has a wife or kids because he's giving me, I beat up my wife vibes.
1: Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: And it's like, it's true because like who gets that angry, like, at, the, at a request like that? And it wasn't just, like, a normal, like, no, I don't want to wear a mask. I refuse to wear a mask. It was, like, getting physically and verbally assaulted. And you know he got fired from his job because that video blew up everywhere. Had- oh, I
1: can imagine. If if your boss sees that, it's like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? You, you don't want that kind of person on payroll, right? So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, come on, man. It's Costco, like. You're there to shop, right? So it's, just be courteous. Just
0: wear yeah, right.
1: Just just wear a mask. Like just do your thing. Focus on you. Like don't worry about what everyone else is doing. But like I said, man, that's Florida. That's America. I think people are very responsible. I've got my Australian passport. I'm ready to go, whenever. <laughs> just gotta buy a ticket. But <laughs> eventually, I'll I'll move out of America and go to Sydney or something like that. So. Wait, you're from Australia? No, my my mom is, and I have citizenship, which is fantastic, so yeah, so at any point, I just get my passport, and I just leave, right, it's, I don't have to get a visa or anything like that, it's, so it's nice, it's, it's very lucky of me, but um, hopefully, I, I hope to one day live in Sydney, so.
0: Were you born in yeah. Australia, or?
1: No, unfortunately, I was born in South Miami Hospital, so just like half of Miami, but um, I'd love to live there, so. It's amazing. Way better than America, I feel, but that's just my opinion, so.
0: How's their response to COVID, been? My response? No,
1: no, their response. Uh, like- oh, they're amazing. They're, they have it set up. They're fine. They're, yeah, they, they had it handled from the beginning. They were people socially distanced. Like, if you look at their curve compared to our curve over time, I mean, they have a much smaller population. I think they, they have a population of maybe 20 million, right? Tiny, yeah. right? And the, the country's the size of you know the U.S., but it's, it's still their response was. I mean, what? Like,
0: what the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing, right?
0: Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the screen again so everyone can see. But dude, our response is abysmal compared to theirs. The highest they ever got is is 460, and that was like at the beginning, and that's like. That's when they ha- That was their worst, bro. Florida, like, like Florida at its like best. Once it like really started getting in the mid, was like five hundred cases a day, six hundred cases a day. Like they're they're bigger than us, and they do more testing per capita than the U.S.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it's yeah. I mean, they've already resumed like concerts and things like that. Even in Sydney, they they have concerts going on. Sydney's Sydney's a big city, man. So they're. Yeah, it's... Look at that, though. Look at that.
0: Oh, my I God. I know. I
1: wish, man. I wish we were following following what the other countries were doing, but... It's just going to take longer, you know?
0: Um, Is it true that Australia's national anthem is down under?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I forgot what it's called, but it's... Oh, are you talking about the... um? The song by men at work, yep no no, no it's 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 not that it's not that. it's like they're an unofficial one, you know, like I guess ours is Bruce springsteen's like born in the u s a but um no, no it's I forgot the name of it, but it'd be cool though,
0: <laughs> I mean, how popular is that song song in Australia?
1: I don't think very popular it no one really sings it, maybe they sing it on Australia day, but I think it's more of an American. Song. I don't know. I don't know where they're from, but
0: they're from Australia. That's why.
1: Oh, they, oh they must be. Yeah, they must be. But um, I don't. I don't know any of my family members that will sing that. But I don't know. They, they have their stuff together, though. So proud of them.
0: All right, everyone. Once you're done listening to this, um, watching this, after you're done, listen to "Down Under." It is a beautiful, beautiful.
1: Yes, movie. by by Men at Work. By Men at Work. Uh, it's a great, great, great song.
0: What do you think about ICE and their and them saying, all right, if you don't have any in-person classes, um, and you're a foreign student in America, you're gonna have to go back to your country.
1: I did actually just hear about this. Um, I wasn't really actually sure what the what the deal that were. Um, doesn't sound right to me. Uh, I would have to do some more research to to make a you know solid opinion on it. But uh, I I don't like the sound of that. I mean. If you're a student, you're a student, right? Who, who cares where you came from? Like, it might not be safe to go back home, right? So it's, if you're in America, you're studying here for a reason, I would hope. Um, different reasons, obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, w- why not be able to stay, right? It's, what's the harm in, what's the harm in staying? I don't know, but uh, I think it'll do more harm than good. I, I would, from the information I have now, but I gotta look into it more.
0: Right. How would you feel about Tik TikTok being banned in the U.S.? Because there are reports about that from today that the U.S. is considering banning Chinese apps like TikTok.
1: Uh, what reasons are they are they wanting to ban them for?
0: Spy, like spyware and invading like privacy. Oh, and, really? And uh. like and like China and TikTok like they do it just as badly as like Google and Twitter. But the thing is like they're sort of our like Cold War enemy.
1: Yeah, oh, that's the thing. It's, it's it's like it's just playing politics again, right? Like I mean, you know how in, how much information Facebook and Google have about you that you don't even realize? You know what I'm saying? Like it's that kind of thing. You just don't know it, but they have there's so much information about us, but we just don't think about it. But because TikTok's a Chinese company, then we're more conscious, oh, the enemy, you know, has our information. Can't let them have that. But the US government also has your information so it's i don't know the the people who i think are making uh trying to like rush to you know decisions don't exactly they're not looking at it like apples to apples so i don't know i don't know i don't know why you would ban it it's it's just the same as having any other social media platform or having a google account or a facebook account right they already have yeah. so much information about you they know what you buy they know who who you like and dislike it's just in other hands right now I, like I, foreign hands
0: i so. agree 100 percent, and it's like all these companies they all they all do like the same playbook trick which is uh like deep deep in the terms of services they're like oh we get we can collect and sell all this information about you
1: yeah yeah it's so it's like but then to, at the end of the day i mean if you don't have anything bad on there should you care, right? Like, uh, you know, if I don't have anything bad on Facebook, like I'm not going to lose any sleep about them collecting my information because they don't have that much information to collect, right? That's true. So that depends on what you put on there, you know? If you're putting on like really bad stuff, like, I guess you have cause to be concerned, but if you're not, like no skin off my nose, right? Yeah. So.
0: Speaking of TikTok, did you hear the recent tea?
1: Recent T? No, I did not. No, I did not. I'm, I'm not really in the loop. All Tell right. me. You know who Charlie D'Amelio is, right? Yes, I actually do know, yeah.
0: Alright. <laughs> Char Charlie is dating or was dating this guy named Little Huddy. And what super white ass. Like white wider than white bread guy.
1: I I I can imagine. And and he
0: cheated on Charlie. <laughs> with with this other TikToker. And once again, I'm gonna pull up a photo of little Huddy. Just so the audience can see, and let me tell you, um, I mean, most of the audience probably knows what Little Huddy looks like, but...
1: Probably, probably.
0: (laughs) But I don't care.
1: Oh, that's him? He kind of looks like her.
0: (laughs) Don't disrespect Charlie like that.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's the Uh, jawline. It's the jawline.
0: It definitely is the jawline, though. But anyway, like... Like everyone is saying on Twitter, oh, hashtag um hashtag uh little Huddy is over party. And to me it's like, is this really the thing you want to cancel him for? Like honestly, first of all, like this is really none of our business in the sense that like this yeah. is a personal relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: And and any fallout from that is between him and Charlie. But the thing right. is, like, this isn't even the worst thing little Huddy does. Like, yeah. like, you know those white kids who are like super white, but then they just say the N-word?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Like Columbus <laughs> kids.
0: Yeah, like that's Little hoodie right there.
1: Little Huddy is oh, a Columbus kid. Oh, Columbus kid from LA.
0: Yeah, and he, like, and, like, this one like is, like, to a lesser extent, but it's, like, he also, like, misgenders people, and, like, like... Yeah, mis- I,
1: I could see it. I could see it.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> that's funny, man. I mean, like, you don't really use TikTok that much?
1: No, I don't. No, no, I, I don't need another distraction in my life. I've got Snapchat. That's good enough for me. So that's fair. Yeah. You don't,
0: you don't have any other social media.
1: Nope. No sir.
0: Uh,
1: all I right. keep my eyes on the prize.
0: This one's for you, but what should I title this video?
1: What should you title this video? Um, <laughs> well, that's a tough question. Um, man on the spot. Jeez. What, what do you usually title your videos like is it like conversations with you know xyz person like i can actually you know?
0: i can pull up like the like the titles i'm not gonna sh- show the screen but i can just like read off some all right i, I usually do like these clickbaity titles it's oh, like, okay yeah
1: oh, okay I, I got you i got you you want to hear one of them okay sure how, go for it how
0: to throw a lit prom after party
1: Oh okay I I remember listening to that. Okay. Um how to make a and, fire clothing brand. Okay, okay. So maybe, maybe like uh key keys to success or something, something along those lines.
0: Can I go with FSU accountant?
1: Uh well I don't want to be an accountant, so don't get that. But um FSU uh jeez, I don't know. Say like Academy of Finance to like FSU Finance, bro. I don't know. Something. Uh, like words of wisdom from a FSU finance bro or something. I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here. Uh, I'm just gonna come up with this title on the spot. Good. You, good. How? All right. You, you say you want it to be about NAF, right?
1: Or, or just finance in general. You don't have to say NAF, but because FSU, you know, finance is more me, I guess now. But
0: how to manage
1: finances. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, whatever you want, man. Go for it. I mean, at some <laughs> point, you did here, talk man.
0: about, you did talk about like, 401Ks and stuff. So,
1: like eh, – eh. Retirement accounts. So. It's a bit misleading, though. I didn't talk about it that much. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, if anyone wants to text me or whatever, you know, any questions that they have about college life, future, I don't know, any wise answers, right, I'm always happy to help. So, um I don't know. I don't know if I want to drop my Snapchat in here, but, um, uh, I mean,
0: do you want to drop your Snapchat?
1: <laughs> uh, I'd prefer not. Uh, yeah, no, you <laughs> don't not. have to drop anything. But, 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 but they, they they can text you to text me and say like, Hey, I got, I got your snap from Cobus. Like I got some questions. Like I'm always happy to help out, you know, love the Gables alumni, you know, love Gables people. So, um, whatever I can do to, to help, you know, clear your mind about college, what to expect the future. Uh, if you're coming to Florida state, great. You know, I want to talk to you. I want to meet you. Um, but if you want to go to Florida State, you know, talk about things like that. But, yeah, I'm always happy to help out, man. So, you know where uh, to find me.
0: Um, What do you want to be known for? Oof,
1: tough one. Oof, sounds like the first question you asked me. Um, uh, just a guy that's always ready to help out, you know. Something needs to be done, I'll do it. All right. God it's, uh, God, it's always ready for a challenge.
0: All right. Well, uh, it's been great to have you, Uwen. You on? Uwen. Uwen. Like
1: you <laughs> and. Uwen. You and, you, you yeah, and. yeah, yeah. Like you you and me, you know, you and Yeah. All right. I'm well, just okay. thinking of you and McGregor. But it's been, it's been an honor to be here, man. Thank you all so right. much.
0: It's been great to have you on. But as you know, all great things must end. You've been a wonderful of course.
1: guest. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good luck. I hope you. Uh, I, hope you uh, I look forward to seeing your videos in the future, man. I, I've seen some of the past ones and quality stuff. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate it, man.
0: If you really like this episode, please subscribe or whatever it is you do on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast to add me and make sure that you're available and you can see when future content is uploaded. Thank you. Bye.